This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tracy and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. We are going to do something a little different this morning by opening up the telephone calls right now. Why? I'm hoping that it may permit us to have more time to talk to each other. That's the hope anyway. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So the city's homeless population, surprise, surprise, has hit an all-time high as hundreds of migrants continue to pour into New York every week. The local social safety net is on the brink of collapse. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Of course, this is what happens. If we're going to be brutally honest about this, this is what happens when people realize they can get a free ride. Period. They may be escaping very dangerous situations uh, back home. That may be true. But when folks realize they can get a free ride, this is what happens. There's no other way to uh, say it, folks. There's no other way to say it. And uh, last week, they were playing nice with each other, um, Governor DeSantis and um and uh, President Biden, but here we go with the politics. The feds are investigating if uh, DeSantis used COVID funds to pay for the migrant transport to sanctuary destinations. We see all the phone calls coming in, folks. We're going to get to them, I promise, in just a second. And so Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is facing a federal investigation into his use of COVID relief funds to bankroll those controversial flights of uh, asylum seekers from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Surprise, surprise, again, you ship them to, to Martha's Vineyard, and all of a sudden it's a huge problem at issue is whether the millions of dollars in interest earned on state and local fiscal recovery funds uh, distributed by the American Rescue Plan, whether or not those funds were used uh, for the, uh, the flight. And the recovery funds program has strict requirements on how money can be spent. But it's, uh, it's interesting to me uh, that, New York and other cities have spent COVID money on all types of things, transportation, all types of things. And um, it hasn't really been a problem. That is until now. Also, two more members. I told you they were going to fold, folks. Two more members of this so-called Green Goblin subway beating crew have turned themselves into police. All of these... um, Young ladies, whatever term you want to use, five minutes from now, I may feel completely different and say something completely different. 
And so all of these young ladies, um, they live in the in NYCHA housing projects, in the Queensbridge houses. And so there's a rule that if someone, and I believe this is the way it goes, if you have a felony, you're not allowed, not allowed to live in public housing. So if they are convicted, and I doubt they're looking at felonies, but maybe the way you stop this nonsense, because I guarantee you those young ladies thought that they were out there, Matt, having fun, having fun. So how about this? You can't live in public housing anymore. How about that? See ya. See ya. Don't want to be ya. That's right. And and there has to be repercussions behind uh, what was happening or what is happening. And maybe, maybe we should just get used to this, Matt, as, as part of life. And you already know where I'm going right now. You know. Kenneth knows. Everybody knows. Within the sound of my voice, a Manhattan strap hanger was slashed and pepper sprayed when he refused to hand over any cash to a, a panhandler early this morning, according to the NYPD. And what strikes me, the 57-year-old victim was riding a northbound one train between West 42nd and West 50th Street. And this happened, Matt, just 30 minutes after we went off the air. So while while we were on our our bandwagon last night, thirty minutes later, this is what happened. Are you surprised? No, it's it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, nobody would know better than Curtis. Is this as bad as it was in the eighties, in the seventies? Yeah. Are we are we you're at right. that point? Right you're now? right. You're right. No one would know better than Curtis Sliwa on these issues. Um, but having having lived through the crime waves of the eighties. Uh, it, it didn't seem this bad. The worst that we had to deal with, and we see all the calls again. I promise we're about to start them. Um, in, in the 80s, the worst that we had to do, or at least from my personal experience, is that um, y- your car, would, the window of your car was smashed maybe once a month. And especially with the NYP plates, because the criminals are smart, so they know that there's camera equipment, expensive equipment in the vehicle, or media equipment, and so they smashed your windows, you know, and and um, that 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 was the height of it, or at least for for me, I have never felt the way that I feel now. I I don't know if you're afraid when 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 you leave here, and I don't know if afraid is the right word, but I would say the the correct terminology would be greatly concerned. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, I am concerned. I mean, I leave here early in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning sometimes. I go down into the subway. I take four stops. And you never know. You just never know who's going to be down there or what's going to be down there. Exactly. Do you see or do you think it's going to get to another Bernie Getz situation? Do Do you think something like that? It's right around the corner. Right. To be completely honest with you. So you it, think it's, it's likely? It's. I don't think it's likely. That I think it will it's, happen. I think it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And then the live truck stand by. Three, two, one. We're going live with the victims. The victims and, and their honor students. And why would you do this to my child? He only asked you for some change. Well, ma'am, did he have a knife? Yes, but he only asked you for change. That we're going for round two. There's no doubt about it. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls, Matt and uh, Kenneth. Let's go and Alex. Let's start with uh, Benny. Benny's calling from Manhattan. Good morning, Benny, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hello, Dominic. How are you? I'm well, Benny. Go right ahead, please. Okay, I want to just have like two minutes to talk. Number I, one, Benny, I can't give you two. Station, Benny, I'm Benny, sorry. I can't give all you right, two all minutes. Right, all right, all right. Go ahead. All right, your radio station is the best in the world. God bless you and all the rest of the WABC family. Thank you. Number two, you're right about the Bernie Getz business because it's getting to be Bernie Getz, Bernie Getz, Bernie Getz plus 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 soon. It sure is. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You're well, absolutely hey, right. Benny, Benny, I I don't want it to be that way, but but it's just the reality. Exactly. It's a reality, and you're right. It's around the corner because sooner or later, Billy Backyard or Bertie Getz gonna show up. Hmm. 
Well, Benny, I, I appreciate the call. And, and folks, just for all the other callers, please turn down your radios in the background because we get feedback once I take your, your calls. Let's go to uh, Howard Beach. Let's say good morning to Sammy. Good morning, Sammy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Dominic. This is a pleasure. First time, long time, though. And I've always been a big admirer of you. Thank you. And what I'm going to say is, and I, I'm trying to be sensitive about this, but I'm a little upset this morning because I listened to the station all day, 24 hours today, in the tribute to the great Bernie McGurk. Absolutely. And, and to have Eric Adams call in, and I believe... And I really like John Katsimatidis, but I think sometimes the businessman in him gets in the way of what the journalist should be. Because I really believe, and this is, again, nothing personal. It's just knowing something about the business, that he kind of twisted Sid's arm to talk to him. He got Sid at a very vulnerable time. Wait, 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 Sammy, Sammy. Sometimes what we say on the radio is business. I understand that Sid has been highly critical of uh, Mayor Adams, but you do realize the two of them posed for a photo together at the Columbus Day Parade, Sid and Mayor Adams, smiling ear from ear to ear. You you are aware of that, right, Sammy? I am aware, and I will tell you, I can guarantee you, under different circumstances, I guarantee you Sid would not oppose with them. Well, I, I'm right. I'm I'm not here as a spokesman for Sid, but 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 business is business, meaning that uh, we have a job to do as talk show host, and we can be highly critical of the person that we're talking about, but that doesn't mean that it's absolutely personal. So so so, what are you saying, Sammy? Well, what I'm saying is that I believe. Which, and this is not the first time I saw it. One time, Bill Bill O'Reilly on his Monday night appearance on Cats at Night was highly critical of Eric Adams. And guess who the next guest up was? Eric Adams and John Katz cut him short. And you could tell about the disdain in O'Reilly's voice in talking about it. And I will tell you this. I believe a lot of this had to do with WABC being one of the few media outlets today that went with Police Commissioner Sewell on the subway system. There are only two or three outlets, and I would like to say, quote-unquote, we, because I am WABC all okay. the way. Okay, hey, Sammy, so before I, before I let you go, so so you believe that the station should have an adversarial relationship with the mayor? Is that what you're saying? No, I believe I believe you can't give him an inch because he has done a terrible job. Okay, but but that's open. Getting, I, I agree. Getting, I agree with you, Sammy. But that's open to interpretation. Every that's subjective to every person's uh, individual opinion, and and we have an obligation to cover the newsmakers of of New York City, and you can count on the fact. That, yes, WABC may have been on the subway, and I thank you for the call with the police commissioner, but you better believe on this radio station you're going to get the real story. And so I'm not a spokesman for WABC, but I can tell you for a fact that there are no corporate interests. Uh, I'm on the air quite a bit. And neither John Katsimatidis nor Margot Katsimatidis have ever said it. And I've I've done a number of debates uh, for major positions, including Manhattan DA, uh, here at WABC. And not once did, did the Katsimatidis say anything to me about uh, corporate or or do this. or They gave me total free reign to handle the debate. The, the way that I thought it was necessary. So I understand, Sammy, you may not be a fan of the mayor. As a matter of fact, um, I, I don't like some of the things that the mayor is doing, but we have an obligation, a, 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 a total obligation to uh, cover the people that are in our region. And whether we like him or not, uh, the mayor of New York City is a major, major uh player, uh, character, person, 
public official, elected official in New York. Let's go to Max in Manhattan. Good morning, Max. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, thank you for taking my call. How about um, we create some sort of chant um, on on all the radio stations and we'll all say uh, fornicate um, Alvin Bragg, fornicate Alvin Bragg, fornicate uh, Adams, fornicate Adams. And we make this into some sort of chant every day for about a minute. Well, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, Max, if that's if that's what you think. Well, what, why would you do that? Well, it would be sort of uh, getting everyone on the same uh, on the same course, on the same road um, at, who's calling into the station. You know, you get that, that that chant up, something like that, and then then they can go call and give their uh, personal opinion of what they were thinking of prior to calling in. Okay, well, Max, I I appreciate the call. I I don't really know how to respond to that one, but 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 I do thank you. I do thank you uh, for for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to Susan. Susan's uh, calling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Susan's in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Oh, it's I don't know. It's how good it is, but there's just uh, now. Um, uh, Biden is talking about bringing in uh, the Venezuelans, uh, like like the Ukrainians. Um, now, I don't really understand that because uh, most of these are uh, almost all the Venezuelans I see are men. Very few of them women and children, and they're a fighting age. Um, and I do believe that uh, their dictator there said that they were going to take their their worst people out of prisons. And, and ship them over here. Um, I'm sure most of the people there just want to get out of that country because they're not able to. They're eating squirrels and dogs, and they they're they don't even have food or medicine. You know, and that was a very um, prosperous country not too long ago, maybe what 10, 15 years ago. And then look, then when they had got basically many of the same. Processes that are affect going we're going under is what led Venezuela to this you know treacherous um, situation. So um, and then so what are we going to do? Well, we already have all of the you know homeless people, many of them that are dangerous because they really need um, you know treatment and they're just mixing in. And now we're going to have on top of that layers and layers. Uh, people from uh, whatever, like 140 different countries. It, um, it does seem that way, Susan. It seems like that's the path uh, that we're headed on. Uh, since May, 18,000 migrants uh, have made their way to New York City. And as far as I'm concerned, that's disgusting. Because we're starting, uh, thank you for the call, Susan. We are literally. I don't know if starting is the appropriate word, but we are paying paying the price for uh, for these folks uh, coming here, and we we don't have the infrastructure. No matter no matter how much of a good game the mayor talks, we don't have the infrastructure to handle this. That's the bottom line, folks. Let's go to Mary on Long Island. Good morning, Mary. What's on your mind? Hi, it's Mary Beth. How are you, Dom? I'm good. Go right ahead, please. Well, my concern is that Adams is going to start speaking with people in uh, power in the other counties of this state and start shipping people to those counties. It's not going to happen in Nassau County because of the strong Republican leadership. But look what Kristen Gillibrand said. She wants to send these people upstate. How do, how do her constituents feel about that? It's going to move through the whole state, not just New York City. And I feel terrible for what's going on in New York City right now. This is the last thing New Yorkers need. Agreed. When you add, when you add uh, the crime uh, that's going on, when you add the fact that if you dare say no these days, to a uh, panhandler, to a homeless person asking you for money that this individual may feel they have the right to slash you, to pepper spray you. And, um, you know, the the, the mayor, you know, I, I think he has the potential to get the job done, but he's got to stop. 
You've got to stop with the nightlife. It has to stop. The Hollywood routine has to stop. It has to stop, Mr. Mayor. Come on. I've known you a long time. You can be a serious guy. Right now, you're not looking like that with with the lifestyle that you're leading. And don't give me that nonsense that you do your day job, so whatever you want to do at nighttime, that's fine. That is ridiculous. That is garbage. You can't function on three hours sleep as the mayor of New York City. And so maybe, maybe, Mr. Mayor, if you were not doing the nightlife thing, then maybe, maybe you would have restrained yourself and not blew kisses at, um, air kisses at people that were, uh, demonstrating against you, some at the, uh, Columbus Day Parade. That was beneath you, Mr. Mayor. Let's go to Tony. Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I had a, a, a solution. I, uh, you mentioned about what's going on with the, uh, the uh, young teenagers in, in the city. Uh, I, I had three uh, uh, solutions, I believe. One of them is send the toughest kids to boot camps upstate and have them run by retired Marines or soldiers. That would be for the roughest of the, the youth. Another uh, area would be from the uh, the black churches to have me- mentors from the church, usually whatever men they can get, and assign them to different uh, schools and, and, and mentor some of these young, young teenagers. And finally, the third idea was uh, do away with a lot of restrictions with the uh, – the uh, benefits that uh, a lot of uh, girls get when they get pregnant, you want to keep the male in the house. So uh, if they can have it where the male could stay in the house and still get some of the benefits of, of the like the war on poverty, where they keep, gave people uh, money for rent control and food stamps and things of that, but keep the male in the house, you need a male figure. And and uh, you 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 demonstrated that yourself. When, while you were growing up, you had the uh, uh, the coach. The coach was a cop, and he straightened your ass out. Now, if they could do that, absolutely. With, you know, if if they could attack it in that way, I think we could change a lot of things around. Hey, Tony, you you raise a lot of good points, but 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 you touched on some issues. I'm going to be completely honest with you that I'm not going there because if I go there, I'm going to get a hundred emails. By the time I leave the studio and 6 a.m. in the morning. And because you, you said, I'll just say that you were dead on accurate with some of the things that need to, to happen. But me as a, as a, um, as an African-American, there are some, there are some, that don't want to hear the truth from me. They want to continue to sugarcoat and 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 hold up Black Lives Matter and 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 deal with everything except for the problem. Deal with everything except for the problem. It bears repeating a third time. Deal with everything except solving the problem. So Tony, on this day, right now, I'm not going there, friend. Now, now maybe, maybe you catch me on another day, Tony, and, and I'll tell the truth. But right now, I'm just, I'm just not in the mood for a million emails uh, on, on, um, because it, it, there are some people that just sit and they listen, waiting for me to say something, so they, they think that they can jump on me. How dare you say that? You're attacking your own. You're attacking your own. It's time to be real, folks. At some point, you've got to be real. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Um, good morning. A uh, couple of quick points on, first of all, Governor DeSantis and that whole thing. Um, they're investigating him. Like you said, how rich. They're investigating him for how he appropriated uh, interest on COVID funding. I mean, for the love of God, the things we know they spent money on, Dominic, you know what they did here in Massachusetts? Um, they gave it out, they, they gave money out to, like, businesses and things 
um, the extra surplus money, not all of it, but some of what they've given out, it was based on race, for one thing, and gender. Um, basically, the, the more minority you were, the more you got, the more you were eligible to get in front of the line of everybody else. So somehow that's okay. And that's just one thing. And you know, this funding, for God's sakes, they gave it to uh, the Boston Bomber, um, you know, prisoners uh, on death row got funding. So they're going to go after DeSantis for hiring the plane. How do we know how uh, Biden is paying for all these flights that he's sending out? Anyone that can't see that the DOJ under Biden has been weaponized for political reasons. Um, they're going after pro-life people. They're doing all sorts of really, it, it's hard to believe, you know, talk about Venezuela and other countries, um, how quickly they fell. Take a look around at what's happening here. We have uh, political prisoners from January 6th who aren't being allowed. They're in solitary confinement. We didn't treat people like this at Guantanamo or Abu Ghraib. We, we, we did not. We weren't allowed to. And yet we're doing that to American citizens. Um, anyone can read the book, January 6th, by Julie Kelly. She's a great um, investigative reporter, and she's written a great book. They're political prisoners in our own country. Um, congressmen aren't allowed to visit them. Their lawyers aren't allowed to visit them. And uh, last but not least on crime dominance, how sad in our uh, city of Boston. Uh, yesterday, a 91-year-old, it's very hard to say this, a 91-year-old African-American woman was stabbed multiple times. By God's grace, she's alive. She's a fantastic woman. She was the founder of the METCO program, and she's just a very upstanding, bright, lovely woman. And the last thing she deserved was to be set upon in that way. And it's heartbreaking. And there was a 14-year-old boy in Roxbury that was killed two days ago. And another young uh, guy right, uh, you know, feet away was shot. Um, so it's not really much better here. And um, I just thank you for, I know it's probably it's discouraging sometimes for you to talk about. And I'm sure people don't, like you said, people don't always like you talking about these things. It, it does. It does. Jennifer, I, I have to step in. I thank you for the call. You raised a lot of good points. I'm going to look into this. I think you said a 91-year-old woman in Boston uh, stabbed to death. No dignity, no pride, but everybody owes you something. Everybody. This is the mentality of young people these days. Not all. Not all. You got some kids that do the right thing. A majority of kids that do the right thing, go to school, listen to their parents, and go off to college. And then you have those. You see them on the news every night. You know what they do. And it's everybody else's fault except for their mother, and God only knows where daddy is. And I can say that as somebody who didn't have a father. It may sound like I'm not being sensitive, but as somebody whose father didn't even sign my birth certificate, I think that, that it's okay if I go there and say that. Folks, we have a uh, a lot to get to. We see the uh, telephone calls when we come back. When we come back, we're going to Forest Hills, Manhattan, New City, and Rockland. Our friend Jimmy in Rockland, St. James, uh, Massachusetts, Brooklyn, Queens, and Hell's Kitchen. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are about to go back to the telephone calls. I'm looking at something on uh, Facebook. Right. And it's uh, it's uh, we love animals. And 
it, it shows a picture of a dog, and he, the dog has his uh, paw in front of him with his mouth open. And the dog, it looks like he's laying on a pillow in the bed. And the dog, they're quoting the dog as stating, tell me the story of how you rescued me again with a heart. And I just find this uh, so cute because um, I, 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 I miss my dog, uh, Dolce, more than anyone can imagine who uh, died a couple of months ago. And um, I think even my cat, Beyonce, knows that I need some love because when I'm, I'm sitting there on the couch uh, trying to take a nap, watching television, now Beyonce comes and jumps up on the couch and, and comes on my, uh, my chest and I have to, his nails are so he's a, he's a boy. Don't ask me why his name Beyonce It's a long story. So his nails are so long that I have to put a, a sweatshirt on my chest so that he doesn't scratch me to death. And anyone that knows anything about cats, maybe you can help me. Because um, it, sometimes he looks at me, and I love him, Beyonce, but sometimes he looks at me like he wants to eat me. <laughs> like like, like if something, if I was deceased or something, Matt, do you know anything? You or Kenneth, you guys, before we go back to the phone call, you guys know anything about cats? I mean... I, I know nothing about cats, but I can tell you right now, that cat wants to know why you named him Beyonce. That's why he wants to eat you. <laughs> How do you name him Beyonce? I'm a boy. <laughs> well, we didn't know we didn't know he was a boy until until we took he, we found him in the backyard. It was raining and he was shivering next to the uh, pool heater. Brought him inside. He's been with us now for about ten, twelve years. And you know, and then we took him to the vet, and the vet said, "Uh, it's not a girl. That's a boy." <laughs> so maybe Beyonce changed the lyrics to that song. If I were a boy, right, if I were a right, boy cat, right? So yeah, so. But anyway, let's get back. I'm trying to, guys, I'm trying to get as many calls as humanly possible. I'm looking at an email. You can reach me via email, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. From Sal, a strong supporter of the station, he says, I fear that eventually New York taxes or new fees will be raised to deal with the cost of caring for illegal immigrants. Even though Governor Hoku reportedly said that she will not capitalize, raise taxes, I think she will eventually use illegal aliens simply as an excuse to raise taxes or to create more fees such as con- congestion pricing or what I call constipation uh, pricing. That's uh, that's from uh, Sal this morning. Let's go to our friend Jimmy in New City. Good morning, Jimmy. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Sorry about your pup there. I think I met him. And, uh, you did. You did. You yeah. did. You did. You did, Jimmy. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, I just, um, Rita was touching on the Milford Plaza that they're going to accommodate, you know, the migrants and, you know, the veterans. Where I would like to compare their, you know, accommodations. And it's probably not as fruitful. Hmm. But I believe that it's all in the process now. There's probably plans on the table for the renovation of Plaza. And who's going to get these lucrative contracts? And just think about that, you know. I I agree with you. You know, I think about, you know, just who knows? It's just something I was thinking about. Like, I think that there's more to all these things and, you know, there's going to be renovation, carpeting, and things like that to replace it. And who knows? It's just uh, something to think about. Well, it, it, it's just something that's that's. Uh, I, I'm I'm completely Jimmy baffled. I I don't get it. So so like he, here's what I know about you. You're you're a hardworking guy, right? Hardworking guy. Um, you go over and above. Your wife is a hardworking person. Hardworking family, right? So why should people be permitted to come here illegally and get benefits that you or I or no one else listening right now that we can't get? It's just not right. Yeah. And and, and all right, and all you're doing is encouraging more to come. Do you do you think these migrants are gonna say, Oh well, um, 
my brother and my sister made it to New York, and I wish them well. And um, we'll, we'll see how life turns out for them. Or do you think they're going to say, for lack of a better term, Jimmy, ka-ching, I'm headed to New York because I want to get on the gravy train as well. We already know. We already know, Jimmy. It's tough because you know the, the taxes we pay, and it's it's not fair. Um, it's exorbitant what we do pay, and uh, they just want more and more. My friend said to me, what's going to happen when your taxes double? I said, that's not going to happen. He goes, oh, yeah, what happened? Where, where, where were your taxes when you moved in? I said, you know <laughs> what? 20 years ago, they've doubled and then some since then. Right, right. So. And and I'm still, you know, I, I love Rockland County, just like it's you beautiful. do, Jimmy. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, we see the deers every, just about every day. I'm still trying to figure out what do we really get for these these huge taxes that we pay? Yeah. And when you said East Ramapo School District the other evening, you know, it's run by people who do not, um, I don't know how the vote is, how it gets that way, but they're funding their own organizations with that money that's supposed to go to the public school system goes to, I'm not going to name who, Right, it's unfair. And the people have to stand up. They have the power. They're good, hardworking people as well. And the power of the vote has to get out there. That That's an entirely another story for another day, Jimmy. You are correct. I thank you uh, for the call. As always, Jimmy, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And I know you have, I think, one or two daughters. But take care of your entire family. Jimmy is a great man. And Jimmy is what WABC listeners are about. Really, really good guy. And um, I'm not even going to start about the school district in East Ramapo. I mean, it is disgusting. But that's another story for another day. Let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Okay, thank you for taking my call. Number two, I never did offer my condolences about Dolce, I was uh, I found out a few weeks later I didn't have a truck with a good working radio for us. I'm very sorry about Dolce. Wait, Roger, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. It's part of life. It really is part of life. But I, I, to be honest with you, I, I am, I am so scarred and traumatized that I don't even think I can get another pet again because that's how much this dog meant to me. But anyway, go ahead with your comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, my main point for calling was that Governor Abbott, Governor DeSantis, I I, I, I said this a month ago on Frank's show, they they have made their point with New York City. I'm hoping now what they really should do is back off in New York City and send them everywhere else, these migrants. There's the cities in Connecticut. There's Baltimore. There's Philly. There's Seattle. There's Minneapolis and Portland. And in my city, Worcester, Massachusetts, our congressman is famous for making multiple, multiple trips uh, to the communist South American countries time to time, supposedly because uh, he's, he's uh, studying the farming there. He loves the Castros. So it, ser- it would serve us right, our city of Worcester, to get flooded with these illegal immigrants as well. But the, the whole country should get a taste of this. You should back off in New York City. And all the other liberal, heavily Democrat cities should get a good whopping dose of this. Thank you. Hey, Roger, I, I hear you, yep. but, but you have to remember one thing. There's one thing you left out of your equation. The media capital of the world is New York City. So if you go to war with the mayor of New York, you are guaranteed constant national headlines. But I hear you on your overall point. But if you're going to engage in this battle, if, if you're a governor from uh, one of the states that you just mentioned, the best place to do so, and and frankly, they're beating Mayor Adams at this game of uh, public relations. Let's go to Jeff in uh, Forest Hills. Good morning, Jeff. What's on your mind? Jeff, are you with me? Okay, Jeff. Jeff is not here. Thank you for uh, calling uh, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, our Carter Care segment, and then we're going right back to the telephone calls. Alyssa in Manhattan, Mike in St. James, Audrey in Brooklyn, uh, Mike in Queens, and Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. 
WABC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. Well, folks, she had to go. And let's go to uh, Los Angeles, California, where council member Nuri Martinez announced she's resigning from her seat. Now from her seat with a, quote, broken heart. She announced this Wednesday. We all know after she was caught on an audio recording hurling uh, racist remarks. Martinez uh, faced intense blowback, if you will, after the recording was uh, leaked over the weekend where she called a fellow council member's young son, who is uh, African-American, a little monkey. And, um, you know, she says some things and other council members that were really not good. And this departure comes a day after President Biden called on her and two other council members to resign from their positions. Right back to the telephone calls Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning. What's on your mind, Charlie? Uh, good morning, Dominic. I, I called to refute a caller who called in early in the beginning of the show. Uh, I believe this gentleman's name was Stanley. Yeah, I also heard the dialogue, the exchange this morning between uh, John Katzmantis and Eric Adams and, and Sid Roseberry, who briefly called into the show. And I believe the caller, Stanley, was chastising the owner of this show, uh, the owner of the station, uh, John Katzoff, saying that he acted more with his business interests than journalism interests, which Mr. Katzoff isn't a journalist. But the point very quickly I want to make is that uh, I take a backseat to no one in my disgust and, and disdain for the current mayor of New York City. I barely like even mentioning his name, but he called in and he was paying homage. He was paying respect to Bernie, Bernie, which I want to take the opportunity to do that as well now. And because I've been listening to Bernie and Sid so long, I could tell in Sid's voice that he was chewing on his cheek and biting on his lip. And but, 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 Charlie, we, we, but, but Charlie, 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 I have to step. We can't make that assumption. You can't see. Sid on on the radio. You, 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 we're all making assumptions again. Sid and the mayor posed for a photo just on Monday with both of them smiling ear to ear. Folks, I, I can't speak to Mr. Katsimatidis. He's the owner of the station. I am not a spokesman for him. But again, and I don't know how many times I have to say this. I can only speak for. What, what, uh, as it relates to me, Mr. Katsimatidis has never, not once told me to focus on something, told me what to say, and it has happened in other jobs, in other places where I've worked. He has never once. And so we're all reading into something that none of us were there in terms of actually are seeing the two of them. And so if Sid has that, or Sid doesn't like the job that Mayor Adams is doing, I don't either. But if Sid had that great of a problem, I'm sure he wouldn't have posed for a photo with the mayor on on uh, on Monday at the Columbus. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. And and frankly, folks, you're wasting my time by 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 dealing with that. I mean, I I just I just don't get it. Let's um uh, hey, Matt, can can you figure out something on this? Well, I think people confuse the fact that you can still be critical of somebody, but not yes. hate them personally. Right. So the right. fact that they were he was on the air to pay homage to to Bernie. Right. And that, that, that's what it was should. about. As he should. Absolutely. And that's what it was about. It wasn't about politics. It wasn't about what he's doing or not doing for the city. It was to pay homage to Bernard McGurk. That was it. 
So it doesn't mean I don't I, listen. I've never asked Sid. I don't know if he how he personally feels about Eric Adams, but he smiled. He took a picture. They smiled with each other. It doesn't seem like it's anything personal. He yes, he's critical of the mayor. You're critical of the mayor. I don't think you hate Eric Adams. Absolutely not. But you're still going to be critical of him. He always he says it in the open. I know you for thirty years, and I have known him for thirty years. Exactly, and you could still be critical of somebody, yes. and still be critical and and criticize what they're doing, and still be friends with that person, and still have a civil conversation. They're not going to hate you because you're criticizing them. They probably want to hear the criticism. And and to folks that that are saying, "Oh, WABC went along with the police commissioner riding the subway," that 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 means that the station is moving up in stature. That is a great thing. What are we supposed to be against the police department? <laughs> of course, we don't want to be a, against the police department. We can criticize the police department and things that they're doing or not doing. But you don't want to be against them. You want to be with them. Do you want Eric Adams to fail? No, of course not. Just because we criticize him doesn't mean we want him to fail. If he's failing, then everybody's failing. If he's doing great, then we're all doing great. So whoever the the mayor is, no matter what party he belongs to, as a citizen, you want that person to do good things because it affects you. You might not have voted for him, but it still affects you. And, so you and, want him to do the right thing. And, and, and folks, if you want to push conspiracies, I'm not the guy to call. I, I, I feel it's a complete waste of my time. I can only tell you, and then I'm going to move on here, that the from Chad Lopez, he is who is the president of Red Apple Media, he has never told me what to say, what not to say. We've never even had a conversation about topics. And the Casamitidis, every time I see them, they're asking about me, my family, how am I doing on a personal level. They don't discuss their business interests with me. And and I, I have no interest in hearing it or engaging uh, in, in that type of discussion. And so the bottom line is they're good people. And we need to stop with these conspiracy theories. They're really, really good people. They're special people. If they were not, I would not say it, folks. Believe me. I would just be quiet. Let's go to Mike in the Bronx. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Mike, are you with me? Yep. I'm, you hear me? Yes. Hear me? Go right ahead. Yeah. How you doing? Every, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your dog. I just I had, I went through it a couple of years ago, and we're finally moving on. We're getting another dog. So don't ever say you don't get, you know, I got to get another pet. Mm. I mean, my, I love my dog like it was uh, – I was devastated. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And the other thing, I'll make it quick. I was a housing cop for 28 years. They never get thrown out of housing. <laughs> right. I mean, but, but, but Mike, it, it, seems, it seems simple to me. One, I thought it was a rule that if you're convicted of a felony, you can't live in, in public housing. But, I mean, come on, we, we, we've got to have some standards. If, if, if these young ladies thought it was a joke robbing people dressed in full green uh, leotards, what what happens if one of your victims had a massive heart attack because you scared them to death? Would it still be a joke then? And so, okay, no. you you, you want to joke around? Okay, fine. You made a mistake? Okay, you made a mistake. Get out of public housing. Period. Hey, did, um, let, me ask you a quick, let me ask you a quick question. Randy Coddington, the guy, used, your friend, yes. used to be a housing cop, right? Yes, and he's now, and he's now, he's doing well. Thank you for asking about him. And I, was, I used to work with him. Well, he's a gentleman. Well, he he is a gentleman, and um, and he works uh, now. This guys I've ever worked with, and he works now in in um in, in Atlanta uh, for the uh, police there, and and he's he's wonderful. But Mike, thank you for the call, and thank you for for your service. And Mike was just uh, referencing a buddy of mine who I run a lot of things by. And so the views that you hear me sometimes articulate, I'm not the only one to think these things. You'd be surprised what major civil rights leaders that you see on television, what they say privately. You'd be surprised. Some of the biggest names that you can, the the way I talk about black-on-black crime and the problems of the black community, you'd be surprised. Who goes even further with me privately and then will turn around and do just the opposite 
when when the cameras are rolling. Some of the biggest names that are out there. I'll leave it up to your imagination. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Thank you. Quite an entertaining show. Just for the listeners, adversary, go to the dictionary and look it up. Get over the thing with Eric Adams. you got to do what you have to do. And if you don't like what's going on with the Caspertini, turn the radio off. But um, the main thing is he called, and, and I'm sorry about your um, co-worker, but I just have one thing to say in regards to the, the notion of Bernie Gets. I was here in the 80s. No, the crime was nothing like this. This is more like outrageously stupid, and, and, and it's, it's more dangerous. But um, Bernard Gets is not a good idea for anyone to think about because he he actually was tortured. He he, I, I, you know, I have no problem with what he did because he t- looked out for himself. But there's a lot of people out here that are thinking that well, we have to take care of everything because we're vigilantes. It's not going to work like that. It's more or less togetherness, and it's not going to happen. But that vigilante thing is not going to happen. Shoot, and there was something else I wanted to say, but your call just got me off guard. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, Audrey, uh, I, I, I'm not wishing it for the city, but. I'm pre- I'm pretty good at predicting things, and I think that we are a lot closer to oh, a Bernie to a Bernie Getz to a Bernie to a Bernie. Say that again now. Uh, uh, my friend's daughter. Now she she was shot and she's dead, but she wasn't one of these animals that ever referred to black youth. She was with her friends, and somehow no one spoke spoke about it yet. What happened? But um, I think there she got shot accidentally, and she was. Uh, everybody's not a bad kid, but she was in, in, in college. She lost her life because of some gun in the bad place. And what, was was this the young it. lady that was in the abandoned apartment? Yes, yes. She lived down the street from me. It's sad. And, you know, and the allegations of that she spurned a romantic uh, a come on from a guy. And what what time was the shooting? I'm I'm not blaming the victim, Audrey. But there was what, no blame because but, no one spoke up. But yet. wait, but wait, 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 wait. What time was this young lady out? Wasn't it eleven thirty at Monday night? Afternoon. Oh, Monday, it was in the afternoon. Yeah, Monday. It was in the afternoon. Keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really I'm sorry about you know, it. And, know, everyone and, wants to and, be a black I, parent, but they have no idea how it is to be black. I do. But anyway. Well, I, well, Audrey, I do as well. <laughs> I mean, and and my upbringing, Audrey, was far from the far from uh, from uh, a life of. I, let me put it this way, as I'm short on time here. I wasn't born on uh, third base and then claimed that I hit a home run. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even born in the stadium. If we're going to be honest about it. But that's another story for another day. I'm joined by Frank Morano and the other side of Mid. Hello, Dominic. Uh, good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, we've got an action-packed four hours for the next four hours. Uh, Brian Kilmeade is going to join us, as he does each and every Thursday. We're going to do a sequel to our um, AC Report interview from a couple of weeks ago where I had someone on making the case for the ballot proposition this year of the conversion to nonpartisan elections. Well, we're going to be joined by the Atlantic County Democratic chairman. He says the exact opposite. And we're going to talk with a, an author by the name of Jack Cashel, who believes that the official story about TWA Flight 800 is not accurate. And he thinks there's a lot more to it. And it might involve a cover up. So we're going to dig into that. That's the one that uh, on Long Island took right. off from JFK. Right, yeah. right, right. Wow. A lot wow. of people have never fully embraced the mechanical failure theory. So we're going to look at the evidence and see what it suggests. Right. There, there, there were there were hints that it may have been shot down. That's my understanding of what Jack Cashel believes. So we're going okay. to delve into it and take okay. it. And well, we'll do some fun subjects as well. It's not going to be all missile strikes and elections. So we'll manage to squeeze a bunch of stuff. Well, in. our listeners are pretty feisty this morning. You ready oh, for love it? it. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I'll have another cup of coffee to keep up with them. You want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.